be bold, be brave, be you. It's always such a pleasure to be with the wonderful woman of Wimsa. One, because, well, you are women, and this resonates not only with who I am, but the work I do, which is around how we can create societies where we embrace the fullness of the value women bring to the table. And I suppose as we do, really to harness our feminine intelligence, our women magic, as it were, and in particular in male-dominated industries such as mining. And of course, I think, you know, when we're having this conversation, we can't forego the fact that we want to disrupt the status quo and we want to do it enough for it to change. I also love being with the wonderful woman of Wimsa yourselves because I'm clear that this work of disruption requires a collaborative approach. I could not. Pietro, your outgoing president, could not. Tabile, Pietro's predecessor, could not possibly do it by ourselves. A few years ago, I was working on a change management program with renowned organizational design guru, Margaret Wheatley. And she introduced me to the concept of islands of sanity. The idea that change does not happen on a grand scale. It typically starts with a few people who get it who see the need for things to change, I dare say that this group is an island of sanity. And of course, when these islands of sanity come together, we start to see change happen. The final reason I particularly love to be with Wimsa is because you don't hold back on challenging yourselves with each year. The last time we were together was October 2020, and some of you may remember that engagement. It was online, and at the time, Pietro had just taken over the leadership of Wimsa. And she had boldly proclaimed that her theme for the year was shine. The idea being that the time had come for the woman of Wimsa to shine, and to do so individually as well as collectively. Today we're ushering in a new leadership and Raksha, your incoming chair, has equally put a powerful call with the theme, be bold, be brave, be you. In exploring this theme, I want to assert two things. The first is that personal transformation precedes any other kind of transformation. And personal transformation is what is needed for us to be able to show up boldly, bravely, and as our most authentic selves. Secondly, I want to put forward to you that this work is not for ourselves. It was Mama Charlotte Manyamatlake who said, kill that spirit of self and do not live above your people, but live with them. If you can rise, bring someone with you. And so I want to, you know, go back to, to my first, uh, you know, proposition around what it would require in order for us to become bold, brave, and to certainly be our authentic selves. And in exploring this first idea, I want to take us back to that first Black Panther movie. I don't know if any of you uh, sitting in the audience watched that movie. Now, the movie is set in the fictitious and progressive society of Wakanda. And the very first fight scene in the movie happens quite early on, and it takes place between T'Challa and M'Baku. Now, T'Challa was set to become the king after his father, T'Chaka, had died. But Wakanda being a progressive uh, community, a progressive society, they have something called ritual combat. And this is where they open up an opportunity for another tribe to contest for the kingship. 
And so we have the Jabari tribe, one of the tribes in Wakanda, and they rightfully put forward someone to contest the kingship, to challenge T'Challa to the throne. And the person they put forward was Mbaku. Now, what we see happen in that fight scene is, you know, that most of the tribes are cheering T'Challa on. In fact, it's shot by a, you know, a waterfall and you've got this beautiful splendor of color as the different tribes cheer T'Challa on. At some point in the fight, it appears as though Umbaku is going to win this fight. In fact, it gets quite tense as Mbaku puts T'Challa in a hold, grabbing him with his arm by the neck. I remember watching this and whilst I knew intellectually that our hero could not die so soon in the story, I remember being tense. I wanted T'Challa to win. Anyway, during all of this drama, the camera then shifts to the Queen Mother Ramonda and upon looking at her son struggling against Umbaku, yells the following, Show him who you are! What happens next is inspiring. It's as if the words have hit T'Challa deep within and he rises. We see him conjure up strength and start to fight back, all the while proclaiming, I am T'Challa, son of T'Chaka. It's a powerful moment as we watch T'Challa go on to defeat Mbaku. He is crowned king of Wakanda and the Black Panther. Now, this is one of my favorite scenes because it suggests to us that our place of greatest power is knowing ourselves. Know thyself is an ancient Greek aphorism, and it invites us, no, 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 it doesn't, it asks us to invest time and energy in finding out who we really are, to understand ourselves. We know that even emotional intelligence theory is based on this. Greek philosopher Aristotle said that knowing ourselves is the beginning of all wisdom. I add to that, knowing ourselves is the gateway to being bold, being brave, being you. A starting place to access your boldness and bravery is by going within to better understand who you are. And the reason this matters is because women in mining South Africa, WIMSA, needs it. In my work as an organizational design consultant, we know that organizational cultures are built through the combined subcultures that exist between business units, teams, groups of people. When individuals in a team are bold or brave, we see that become the identity of the team. If we have a group of bold and brave individuals, we build a bold and brave community. This is what becomes available when we all put our heads down and get to doing the work. Bold and brave people build bold and brave cultures. This leads me to the second idea that this work is not for us. And I'm reminded of the story of the 1956 Women's March to the Union Buildings. On the 9th of August in 1956, over 20,000 South African women of all races and backgrounds staged a march to the union buildings against the abuse of past laws. Now, for the younger members of our audience, the past laws required black South Africans over the age of 16 to carry a passbook known as a Dompas. And they had to carry this Dompas everywhere and at all times. 
And so these women came together to say they're marching against the past laws, recognizing how they impeded women, recognizing the impact of these past laws, not just on the black woman, but on all women and society in general. These women with little access to technology managed to organize and come together. These women who had no Twitter, when news travels fast, or Instagram to entice them to take part, came together and did the unexpected. Some carrying young children on their backs, some wearing traditional dresses and saris, and others clothed in their domestic work outfits, all showed up to take part in the resistance against apartheid. They were bold and brave. I had the opportunity to meet Mama Sophia Williams de Brain, and she was actually the youngest and only surviving member of that leadership group, which was made up of Lillian Ngoyi, Helen Joseph, and Rahima Musa. In her recollection of events, she said, We arrived at the union buildings and were there to hand over the petition and the document which laid out our values explicitly. The document was titled, The Demand of the Woman of South Africa for the Withdrawal of Passes for Women and the Repeal of the Past Laws. Up until that point, then Prime Minister Fervort had refused to accept a multiracial delegation. But we were clear that we represented all the women of South Africa. Before we handed over this document, the women had agreed prior to coming to the union buildings that the first thing we would do was to pray. And so we knelt down and prayed. After this, we handed over the document to the Prime Minister. In reflecting on this historic march, I'm reminded of a quote that goes, once the women have made up their minds that they will do it, the women will organize and fight and you will never stop them. It was a noteworthy moment in women's history. We know that the famous slogan, you strike a woman, you strike a rock, is most famously associated with this march. It was their collective song. Your theme for this year sets you up to become like those women of 1956, and to be noteworthy and to make a contribution to history. It sets you up to challenge the status quo in respect of the mining industry. I did some research on the mining industry, and the global statistics show that women make up 8 to 17% of the mining industry. And while the number of women working in mining has increased over the years, we still have a long way to go. In South Africa, women represent 12% of our country's total mining labor force. In a case study titled, Women's Representation in Senior and Executive Management Positions in a South African Coal Mine by Tusanim Kwacha, the study found that men still outnumber women in senior and executive management positions in the mining industry. The study also found that women experience challenges at home and at work that impede them from advancing in their careers to senior and executive management roles. Now, these challenges are many, and they range from toxic masculinity, prejudice, socioeconomic disadvantages, and having to have multiple gender identities at work and in the community. The study went on further to identify that even though there are policies in place, these policies are insufficient, as they only prescribe an end state and not the inclusive process. This tells us, ladies, that we have work to do. 
We know that the famous slogan, Watindum Fazi, Watindum Bogoto, was the song of the woman of 1956. And I suppose my question to you is, as you think about your theme, be bold, be brave, be you, what will your song be as this group of women, representing the interests of women within the broader mining sector? We live in interesting times, and we certainly have seen an increase in the number of women within traditionally male-dominated spaces such as mining. But there remains a lot of work to be done. And so as I close, I want to ask you, are you willing to do whatever it takes to invest time and energy in knowing who you are and what you bring to the table? Are you willing to see the bigger picture and contribute to building this island of sanity, this island of boldness and bravery? This year's theme is a powerful call to action to each of you here today, to be bold, to be brave, and to be you. It's on you now. Thank you very much. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.